so here we are, uh, four months into a 14-day massive unplanned interruption into our life where we've learned words like social distancing and viral load. We're two months since the protest started and many of us started to understand and realize uh, the depth of the pain many of our brothers and sisters experience on a daily basis. Uh, we're a few weeks into a reopening that may or may not be going as expected in your plans. And we're a few weeks away from school starting in a very uncertain fall. So let me ask you, how are you doing? I mean, really take a moment with that and think, how, how are you doing right now, right here in this moment? Is your life up and to the right? I have been amazed at the number of conversations I've had with you. Uh, your life is going well. This is exactly what your family needed. Uh, you needed this chance to pause. You started to attain some of your goals. Your business was perfectly positioned for this situation. You've been able to realize some of the things you wanna do in your future. You were loving working at home. This season has been great. You're hitting your emotional goals, your spiritual goals, your physical goals. All of these things are working out. Is that where you find yourself today? Or, or do you find yourself in the valley? When you hear that list, you start to tremor a little bit and your teeth start to grind a little bit because you can't even imagine how anybody could be experiencing a positive sense in this time of life. Is your job gone or tenuous at best? I know for some of you, your marriages are falling apart. Is your family not living up to what you hoped it would be? Are those things you see people posting and doing online, these goals that they're hitting, just not working out for you? In fact, it's going the other way. You are in a rough spot. Or, or do you find yourself maybe moving towards a new normal? Maybe things are starting to come out and you're starting to head somewhere. Maybe you don't know exactly where it is yet, but you're starting to move towards something else. Are you starting to head into a new direction? The Psalms invite and welcome us into all seasons of our life. And so wherever you find yourself right now, welcome. I'm glad that you're here. I remember several years ago sitting on the back porch at a camp and for the first time hearing that the Psalms were these prayers that were saved by God for his people for thousands of years and they incorporated every emotion of our life, that they were being able to be used in every season of our life. And I remember hearing that and I was so surprised of the honesty that was there. I was so invited into these words that had seemed so foreign for so long and they've become a part of my life since then. You see, the Psalms are meant to be taught and to be learned and to be understood, but they're also meant to be prayed. They're there to remind us, to remind us of God's goodness and his faithfulness, to allow us to reflect and to be able to see deep into his heart for us. And they're also there to reorient us, to be able to point us in new directions. So I'm gonna change things up a little bit this week. Uh, throughout this summer and the Psalms, we've been taking each week and diving deep into a Psalm and understanding it. And I have loved it. It has been so good for me and I hope it's been good for you as well. But I wanna take a little bit of a 30,000 foot view of the Psalms this week. Uh, today, we won't be looking at a particular Psalm, but rather how the Psalms fit into the three broad categories that can be useful in our life and in our prayer life with God. And I'm gonna be sharing a Psalm from each one um, there are three broad categories that the Psalms fit in. There are these Psalms of orientation, these Psalms when things are going well, Psalms of disorientation when life is not going well, and Psalms of reorientation or new orientation. And these Psalms of orientation are when life is up and to the right. And here's the thing, it's okay to be okay. If you are in a great place, celebrate it. Welcome it. You should be enjoying every minute of it. 
But I have found that this is often the season of my life where I get so tripped up. I start to believe that it is because of my own work, my own ability, the things I've done. I forget God is so often in the midst that I find it harder to pray and to go back to him. So these Psalms of orientation remind us of God's place in all of this. It puts God in his proper place in the midst of it. So I wanna share one of those Psalms with you today. I'm gonna be sharing a Psalm of orientation and we're gonna be reading Psalm 145. Hear these words from Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my God of the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty and I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works and will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might so that all people may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is trustworthy in all the promises and faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cries and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Can you hear it? Can you hear the psalmist write this? He is in this season of life where all is right. He is seeing God in his full majesty and splendor and glory, and he is praising him for it. All of this psalm just drips with the goodness of God. And these are psalms that are helpful to be prayed in these seasons of life where things are going well because it orients towards the proper place of God in all this. It is because of God and only because of God that these seasons of life exist, these moments of grace, these times of enjoyment. And the psalmist helps us give words to that. And there are many other psalms like this, Psalm 8, 33, Psalm 104. These are helpful ones to be prayed during these seasons of orientation to remind us that God is God. But this isn't the only season of life, and most of us know this. And one of the most refreshing parts of praying the Psalms is the acknowledgement that life doesn't always go as planned and that we are free to speak hard words of truth to a God that is still present in the midst of the trouble and in the midst of the pain and in the midst of the loss, even when he feels distant. Uh, the Psalms stand at the crossroad of God's time and our time. They are written by someone who knew what God had done and had seen his faithfulness. They were written by someone who hung on to the promises of what God had in store in the future for his kingdom. But they also existed in the present reality of what was being thrown at him at the moment. All of the Psalms exist in this tension of time and space 
and cry out for the hope of the future while leaning into the faithfulness of the past and the often hard truth of the present. I'm going to share with you Psalm 35, and I want you to hear the difference in the tone and the words and these honest words that David writes here in Psalm 35. Hear these words. Contend, Lord, with those who contend with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take up shield and armor, arise and come to my aid. Brandish spear and javelin against those who pursue me. Say to me, I am your salvation. May those who seek my life be disgraced and put to shame. May those who plot my ruin be turned back in dismay. May they be like chaff before the wind, with the angel of the Lord driving them away. May their path be dark and slippery with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. Since they hid their net for me without cause and without cause dug a pit for me, may ruin overtake them by surprise. May the net they hid entangle them. May they fall into the pit to their ruin. Then my soul will rejoice in the Lord and delight in his salvation. My whole being will exclaim, who is like you, Lord? You rescue the poor from those too strong for them, the poor and needy from those who rob them. Ruthless witnesses come forward. They question me on things I know nothing about. They repay me evil for good and leave me like one bereaved. Yet when they were ill, I put on sackcloth and humbled myself with fasting. When my prayers returned to me, I answered here his anguish in that. I went about mourning as though for my friend or brother. I bowed my head in grief as though weeping for my mother. But when I stumbled, they gathered in glee. Assailants gathered against me without my knowledge. They slandered me without ceasing. Like the ungodly, the malicious mocked. They gnashed their teeth at me. Verse 17, you can hear again the honesty. How long, Lord, will you look on? Rescue me from their ravages, my precious life from these lions. I will give you thanks in the great assembly among the throngs. I will praise you. Do not let those who gloat over me, who are my enemies without cause, do not let those who hate me without reason maliciously wink the eye. They do not speak peaceably, but devise false accusations against those who live quietly in the land. They sneer at me and say, aha, aha, with our own eyes we have seen it. Lord, you have seen this. Do not be silent. Do not be far from me, Lord. Awake and rise to my defense. Contend for me, my God and Lord. Vindicate me in your righteousness, Lord, my God. Do not let them gloat over me. Do not let them think, aha, just what we wanted or say. We have swallowed him up. May all who gloat over my distress be put to shame and confusion. May all who exalt themselves over me be clothed with shame and disgrace. May those who delight in my vindication shout for joy and gladness. May they always say, the Lord be exalted and delights in the well-being of his servant. My tongue will proclaim your righteousness, your praises all day long. These are honest words. These are hard words. They are words spoken in pain and in distress and in the midst of trouble. This is a psalm of disorientation. Uh, the best way that I've heard talked about so often with disorientation is the feeling of being caught up in a wave. If you surf, you know when you get tossed under and pulled under by the waves and that feeling of not knowing which way is up from down. I, 
I was at the beach just a few days ago with my five-year-old son, Maverick, and the waves were a bit rougher than normal, and one of the waves caught him. And I had my eye on him the whole time, and we knew where he was, but he came out and he was terrified. He wanted to get out of the water. He had been thrown under, and for days, he keeps reminding me, Daddy, do you remember that wave that held me under? Do you, do you remember that time when I didn't think I was going to be able to get out of the water? That's the feeling of disorientation. Every time you think you're starting to get up, you get knocked back down, and it's hard to tell left from right and up from down. One of the great examples of this is in Psalm 13. We actually started this season back in April, and Zach shared this psalm, and it's a psalm I've turned to so often because it gives such honest words to that feeling. In the beginning of Psalm 13, it says, How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? And I remember so vividly those times of being disoriented when life just wasn't working. The time that Noel didn't show up to hang out because we had just found out that two of our friends were killed in a car accident in the middle of a school day and the loss and pain and confusion that hit a teenage boy. And then the year following in these late night sessions where I just listened to the cure and wander around and I didn't know that the feelings that were there were these feelings of loss and grief in the midst of all of it. I remember that week after graduation and not being able to get out of bed because this, could this really be it? Is this all that life has, the fear of the future? I remember the quarter-life crisis and, and the job that went away and the bad breakup and not knowing what is to come and sitting in the midst of that. I remember the times when my prayer life and my scripture reading started to come back dry, that I was taking the same steps as I always did, yet something had changed. It felt as if there was a veil between me and God that many of the old writers, many of the theologians would call the dark night of the soul. Remember the 10-week checkup and there not being a heartbeat and not just once. And I remember so recently in mid-April when Rachel and I were looking at each other in the kitchen at 11 o'clock at night and going, can we survive this? Can, can our marriage take this? And not just this, but are we in a position for our marriage to make it for the long haul? I think a lot of you are asking those questions. And a lot of you find yourself in that place today, and I'm sorry, but I also want to know that you're welcome. You're welcome to the Psalms, and you're welcomed into these words. These Psalms, 13, Psalm 35, these Psalms of disorientation were the words that I needed to hear. They were such a relief at that time when I heard about them for the first time that I could pray honestly to God. These were the words that my heart was crying out from the pit. And this and many of the others comprise these psalms of disorientation, the psalms that express our heart's language when we can't see up from down and we can't determine left from right, when nothing seems like it will ever be right again. The psalms of disorientation give voice to the pain and give legitimacy and words and freedom when we feel like we shouldn't be saying or feeling the way that we do. These prayers are from a person who loved God deeply and yet experience loss and hurt and pain. You know, there are consequences for our sin, and sometimes we end up in this season because of that and the things that we do, but more often than not, we end up here because the world is broken and we see it all around it and we experience it so often. Loss isn't supposed to happen and marriages are supposed to stand the test of time. The cancer isn't supposed to enter in. Our jobs aren't supposed to go away, but they do. 
and we find ourselves in our lives turned upside down. But these psalms are a prayer and are spoken to the one we aren't sure even in the moment how we feel towards. It's a conversation. It's an honest conversation. Conversation with the same God that is present in the times of plenty, the same faithful God who wants to know everything from us. He invites us in and he wants to hear our whole heart and our whole truth and for us to bring our whole selves to us because he has felt pain too, the loss of his son, the waywardness of his creation, the fall of it all. You and I were not made for this distanced life, but maybe, just maybe this season can draw us closer to God. You see, David was isolated. David was in pain. David was in the midst of trouble. The psalmist writes over and over again in the midst of the trouble. And he's alone and he's afraid. But you hear it time and time again, the depth of the relationship that he has with a God who is faithful and trusted and loves him. A nearness that can only come because of the trouble, not just in spite of. God has given us these prayers to pray because these psalms give us words to pray even when we've run out of the words to pray. And these are actual words that we can use in our prayer life when we don't have any left. Psalm 8, Psalm 13, Psalm 86, psalms that can be prayed during these seasons. But there's hope because this season doesn't last forever and God doesn't leave us here. As we've been reminded throughout the psalms and in the summer in the psalms, God is our deliverer. And he gives us words to pray in this new season as well. These are the prayers of reorientation or new orientation. As we leave the storm and settle back into solid ground, these Psalms not only remind us of God's provision during this time, but they can also start to speak these seasons into reality. These Psalms of reorientation are useful as prayers during our dark times to begin to pray for the new reality of what is coming. Most of these Psalms take a turn towards hope not just as a predictor of things to come, but as a promise that they will. These Psalms of reorientation, they're an interesting category. It recognizes that there are seasons of transition, that we don't often jump from the valley to the peak immediately, that there are times in between. And it takes a while to get reoriented. Throughout scripture, we often get these images of gold being refined, that something happens in these processes, often painful processes that turn it to something beautiful and new. Images of pottery being formed and fired into something new, molded into something new. Reorientation recognizes that. One of the Psalms of reorientation is Psalm 34. So I'd invite you to hear these words from Psalm 34. It says, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you holy people, for those who fear him lack nothing. 
The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their cry, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil to blot out their name from the earth. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. Evil will slay the wicked. The foes of the righteous will be condemned. The Lord will rescue his servants no one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. These words of new orientation as life moves into a new space, they're words that can be prayed in those seasons and to be prayed for those seasons. So here's my encouragement as you move into these days and weeks ahead. Pray the Psalms wherever you find yourself and pray where you want to head. Uh, linked below is a study guide that may help you assess where you are and to find the prayers in these psalms that will be helpful in your day-to-day -day life and to help you in these days and weeks ahead. So here's my encouragement. First, uh, take some time to really assess where you are in your life. Where are you emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually? Where are you with the Lord? If life is going well right now, Pray the Psalms of orientation and remember that it is only by God's grace that you're here and celebrate it. And if you're in disorientation, if life is upside down, be honest and stay anchored. Pray the hard words. Say the words, be honest with all of it. Bring all of it there. Feel the freedom to do that. But do it towards and with God. He's with you. As Jim reminded us this past week, we have an opportunity and a choice in all of these situations. Will we turn more towards God or will we turn against him? And I would encourage you to do as the psalmist does, turn towards God in these situations. Pray these psalms, use these words. And if you're reoriented or, or, or you are wanting to head into this new season ahead of you, pray these psalms to be reminded of his goodness to come or that you're currently experiencing. The psalms give us words to pray even when we run out of words to pray. I hope that you'll take some time this week to be reminded that God is with you and that he is for you and that he loves you very much and that the Psalms can be prayed in every season of life. Yeah. Would you join me in prayer? Uh, God, thank you for this time. Thank you that you are faithful. Thank you for who you are. And thank you that you invite us into this moment with you, then you invite all of our life towards you this whole season. So be with us as we join together and worship with you. Uh, help us to be honest about where we find ourselves in our life and join us in the midst of the song. We pray all this in Jesus' name, amen.